Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome here to the ruins of Three River Stadium in beautiful <laughs> Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We're here tonight to witness the long-awaited episode 100 of Pit Imps. I'm sure this will be an interesting triple threat match between Ryan, Will, and Angelo. I'm Chewy. I'm joined here tonight by... Who are you again, sir? David Attenborough, and let me tell you, the trash fires are burning bright tonight in the crowd as they scream for blood. He's not wrong. But it feels good to be right. And let me tell you, folks, this is going to be an absolute slobber knocker. Three, uh, three young men, hell in a cell, shoots and ladders, brawn panties, spit-swapping, candyland deathmatch. Well, it's actually two young men and Angela. Well, what, what does Angela, I mean, <clears throat> what does Angelo count as in that equation, young boy? I mean, he's in his 40s, right? I mean, is he in his 40s? I think so. Well, like, I heard a rumor once that they actually rebuilt him like Robocop, so does that count? Like, are you technically 40 if they rebuild you? I don't think a hip replacement counts. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what those are. <sighs> God, getting old is really, really terrible. But you know what else is getting old? This introduction? Uh, perhaps this introduction, and perhaps the fact that we have not really gone over the rules and regulations of this match for the night. Chewie, what do you think, if anything, our fine young men are going to be facing? Oh, and Angela. Uh, steel chairs, steel chairs for days, verbal barbs. Will they be good verbal barbs? Or Probably not, no. Barbs? Yeah, so it's going to be like 40 yo mama jokes and then the one that somebody actually takes seriously? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, th those are terrible because, like, never, like, when you're doing yo mama, be like, yo mama is so impacted, that's why she's in a wheelchair. It doesn't, it doesn't end good, trust me. Isn't that how you started off your last match? Yeah, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, the, the lawsuit is still pending. I allegedly started off my last match like that. Uh, the <clears throat> accuser is thinking uh, reformations and damages and public apologies. So, Chewy, hey, look, it looks like we're getting ready to introduce the crowd, doesn't it, Chewy? Well, <laughs> well thank goodness that color commentary counts as uh, public service. So, yes, let's throw it to our in-ring announcer to find out exactly what's going on here tonight. First to the ring, in blue trunks with orange trim, standing six foot four, 180 pounds, fighting from the conventional stance, hailing from Champaign, Illinois, Ryan the Sex Panther Bramo! And here he comes. You heard him announce it's Ryan. He's the tallest of the three. I assume he's got the longest reach, but our measurement girl really sucks. Uh, I like him because he's a fellow ginger. He's very brash. He does not hold back. And he calls himself the sex panther. Jack, what do you think about that? Indeed. And now in the gold trunks with the black trim, standing six foot one, two hundred and twenty pounds, fighting from the south paw from Rochester, Pennsylvania, Will Bad Dinner Epson! He's hiking out of the auditorium! And there he goes. Bad dinner. Uh, I hope he finds his way back to the ring. 
because people paid no money to see this fight. So, and it's a disqualification if he does. last to the ring in the black trunks with the gold trim standing five foot nine weighing 222 and one half pounds fighting conventional hailing from beaver falls pennsylvania he is the king angelo gansuo paulucci And here comes the old man himself. Angelo is making his way to the ring. Slowly. Slowly. Very slowly. Oh, God, hold on. Wait. Uh, I'm getting up to the table. Hold on. Sir, sir, please take my arm. Okay, it's, it's all right. No, Grandpa, it's not 1984 anymore. We'll, we'll make it, all right? Chewie, can you, can you keep commentary going, please? Don't embarrass the man. Sorry, yes. The king of them himself. It turns out he's not in his 40s, but he might as well be. I hope he can survive this. Oh, God, he fell. Could we do something? Eh, uh, they'll pick him up. Tonight's bout right here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, being brought to you by the Brainstorm Brewery, is 12 rounds of somewhat witty banter scheduled for two balls. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? Pinnips, episode one. Ah, uh, so, 100 episodes. Huh. Ain't out about a bitch. I guess if we just keep putting them out, um, we're gonna get there, huh? Eventually. Huh. Eventually. Well, this is Wait a minute. minute. Wait, what? Yeah, dude, we hit 100. I was gone for a lot of it. <laughs> I was gone for many. <laughs> I mean, so, like, I, I know, yeah, at least this is my 100th. I mean, holy fuck. It's about 70 for me, 72, something like that. Well, one good thing that happened, though, is, like, I don't know about you guys, but, like, I looked at the Facebook page all day, and my balls are thoroughly washed. Thoroughly washed. A lot of cocksuckers out there. This is true. (laughs) Yeah, dude, lots of good things was said today, and congratulations and all that other stuff. Um, That was cool. I guess at some point we should move into the show, but before that, uh, we got a gift, all three of us, from a good friend, Mr. Christopher Lancey. He yes. sent us all a cigar, and he said that he wants to see him, hear, hear them lit up on the show. So I'm going to go ahead and do it now. You oh, guys cheated. Uh, you know, it took me a while it, to get this thing fake lit. Fake it. Fake it's it. It's already lit. I, I lit it in the fucking pre-interview for the show. I, I've been sitting here smoking so, it. 
to to tell the world what it is. This is a Romeo e Giulietta Churchill. It's a real fucking manly cigar, nice dark leaf. Not Maduro, but definitely a darker brown. Really well-picked, you know, should be able to last the full hour and a half to get us through the show, and uh, very yeah, nice choice. Cigar Aficionado's uh, number seven cigar for last year, um, seventh best. Uh, these things run about seven, eight bucks. I've smoked them. Yeah, that's what I shared. It's about an $8 cigar. That's a serious fucking good dick to you, Christopher Lancy. Yeah, for real. Like, this is this is good. I'm quite enjoying this. Glad to have it on. Glad to have one to smoke while I'm on here, because like Will said, this thing's going to last about the show, and that's going to be fucking awesome. God, I love my stogies. Yeah, like, yeah, I I really went through a cigar aficionado phase where, you know, I got books on it. You know, I had a book or two on it and really tried to, you know, develop the taste for it. They're they're very expensive, and they require a lot of patience, but... uh, this is a perfect occasion for one. Yeah, it's not a Robusto. It's not a Maduro, like Will said. It's kind of, I believe these are box-pressed, so that's kind of part of the uh, the appeal of these is it, it, the box-pressing actually causes them to burn a little bit slower, but at the same time, it causes for more bitterness at the end of it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, they burn nicer because of the fact that they're box-pressed. Anyway, that's way too much about uh, this stuff. This is the Pit Imps. This is episode 100. I am Will. Uh, I am Will. No, no, no. God damn it. It's too Are early. Are you drunk already? Well, What's today? Um, I am Angelo. specifically not to drink before the cast. I did it. clearly wasted. No, I was taking uh, <laughs> It's okay. I drank before the cast. So, I am Angelo. I am the host. I am back with my... Two best friends, Will. Hey, what's up, Internet and world? And this is Ryan. What up, what up? Yes. Okay, so um, I figured we'd start tonight's episode in Baltimore, where a GP... Wait, do you guys got notes for that? No, I don't, I don't have any notes about a Magic Tournament. Ah, fuck, GP Baltimore. Uh, ah, fuck it, we'll skip it. Fuck uh, Baltimore. <laughs> <Yeah>. Fuck B-more. <laughs> Oh, you thanks, guys but. can't say no fucking tease. <laughs> we can say, say fuck the Ravens on this cast. I'm I'm quite sure of it. I'm just saying, Ange- Angelo, Angelo, don't you have a you have a fuck Baltimore shirt, don't you? You know what? I got rid of it, but I did <laughs> have fun. <laughs> That's all I said. It was a Ravens helmet, and it said fuck on top and Baltimore on the bottom. I think I got fucked up somewhere, and like it was no longer usable. Anyway, uh, the way we're gonna start this is each one of us is gonna take a moment. Yes, to say what we gotta say to the fans who've dealt with us for the last two fucking years, off and on. Um, two fucking years, man. More or less. Uh, Will, let's uh, start with you. You know, give them some words and stuff. Well, I, as the prodigal son of the Pit Imps, have not been here for all of But it has been a sincere joy and privilege to actually record a show that people listen to. I uh, never at all entertained the idea of doing this until you approached me, Angelo, and it really has changed my life for the better. Um, you know, I uh, I really enjoy being able to come to the show every week and uh, talk about a game that has changed my life for going on 16 years now. Uh, you know, it's more than half my life has been spent, uh, a lot of it really dedicated towards this game. And unfortunately, adult life is not nearly as conducive to magic as I would hope, but... Uh, it really gives me a lot of joy to be part of the community and even possibly a respected member of it, which uh, is, a, is a great honor. I also read the Facebook uh, page this, this day and this week. You know, I didn't feel like my balls got washed, but I really did appreciate the compliments from some very sincere and very thoughtful people. You know, I mean, I haven't been here for all of them, but 
it really gives me a lot of, you know, desire to come back knowing that people uh, like what I have to say. So cool. I really appreciate that. Cool, cool. Um, well, you never win any, to be fair, you were, you know, always in spirit here. Yeah, yeah. even when you was gone. Uh, you were shit, we was always talking about you, so. Yeah, we didn't let people forget about you. There was no way I was going to allow that to happen. Yeah, that's not what, you know. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I live a life that's fairly non-average, and uh, I have, uh, you know, had uh, had strikes and gutters in the past two years, and I was glad to uh, to be able to come here and vent whenever I needed to and to share my joy when I had it. Sweet, sweet. Uh, Ryan, um, take a moment. Say what you got to say to the... To the posse who I know, you know, you brought a lot of them over to your cast from exile. You know, give, give them some words, man. Oh, man. All right. I'm going to try to hold it together here. Hang on. Beer swig. Beer swig. For the working man. <laughs> Turkey drink for the working man. I'm, I'm taking it easy tonight, man. man. You know, it's, it's that time of year. I enjoy, uh, I enjoy my seasonals. I enjoy... Uh, my wheat beers this time of year, so I, I'm going with a nice Belgian white tonight. Seasonal by Shiner. Uh, yeah. They're a brewery out of, I want to say they're out of Texas, yeah. Yeah! Most, most famous for their Bach. Yeah, which, which is a good beer. Uh, I love so Bach. I'm a big fan I, of the Bach. I, I like Shiner Bach a ton, so I tried out their white, it's called White Wing. Right uh, wing from Texas? No. White, 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 <laughs> white. Yeah, white. yeah, I don't know if you've seen the right wing, they're all white. <laughs> Alright, that's fair, that's fair. Yeah, the posse, man, alright, I can't really, it's hard to put into words what y'all mean to me, man, it's, I can't even, uh, Angelo and Will are brothers, everyone in the posse is like family to me, it's like the most supportive group, I can't even, Dude, I don't even know what you want me to say. Like, interacting with y'all has been huge. It's a giant part of my life. Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking about the Facebook game. I mean, it's a giant part. Uh, when, all right, when you wake up hungover Saturday from a night of fun on Friday, Friday was crazy. <laughs> I was just saying hi. Can't get into the details on the cast on this Friday, but this past Friday was insane. And I, what wakes me up on Saturday morning, y'all fuckers in the posse blowing the shit out of my phone with your dumbass light notification. <laughs> Dude, it was, there was some real brilliance on Saturday. I don't know, I don't know who it was, somebody can't for the life of me think of his name offhand, but literally, I tried to screenshot it and I couldn't get the fucking, when I went to screenshot it, the notifications went away on my computer screen was literally Entire thing filled with this one person's notifications. It was like every second I was getting something. He went back and was like hard, went hard on it. I think it was Dave, wasn't it? He went crazy. I know I started it Saturday morning. I was just like, hi. Buttercup went crazy, but it wasn't him. It wasn't him. I want to say it was, it was Colton literally. Sweet. Colton got on there. Ryan Tice had a couple spicy ones. Of course, uh, Corey Brown got in the mix. Uh, yeah, um, Fucking Calvin, bastard. Celso, <laughs> a couple of them. Uh, Shit movie quotes I've never even heard. Oh like, my half god! Like, even Hakon got on the movie quotes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even Hakon taking part in this shit. So, but yeah, I mean, it's family, man. It, it, I mean, the posse's huge to me. I'm not going anywhere. This may be, you know, my last episode as a regular here on the cast. Yo. 
I pray it's not my last. I'm Angelo says it's not going to be my last. You don't know. You never know with this motherfucker though. You never know. Ah, she'd be true. <laughs> no, we'll definitely have you back on here. Now. Yeah, so we're not going anywhere, and we got the we got the spinoff going. Cast from Exile. We're bringing posse members on, and it is doing great, by the way. Like your numbers, I was looking at them today. Your numbers are actually on par with our numbers, so I think you've pretty much siphoned every Pittens fan. Oh yeah, you're so like I mean, dude. You're off to a great start with that cast, and like honestly, I can't be more proud of you for it. Yeah, I was I was actually pretty impressed. That was really uh, kind of humbling to the see the numbers level. actually. But yeah, we got um, I, damn it, I'm gonna fuck your name up, and I promise you when you come on tomorrow when we record, I'm gonna get it right. We got Zeke coming on tomorrow. That's not Zeke. That's how I thought it. That guy is that how you say that? That's probably how I'd read it. Yeah, he big time posse bro. So we're gonna figure out how you exactly you pronounce his name when we record tomorrow. That's uh, <laughs> so tune in uh, for the episode next week. We'll figure that shit out for y'all basically. Sweet. Uh, yeah. So I mean, we we got that going on over there. The pos the posse. I mean, it's just fuck, man. It, it's to me the best one of the best communities in Magic. There's a lot of groups out there. There's a lot of like niche groups in, in the community. Uh, Pittance is one of them, and I mean, just look at the Facebook page; it speaks for itself, man. It's hands is easily one of the best, and it's certainly the I, w- I would call it the most active Magic group on Facebook. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned. So. I mean, I've been on a lot of Magic Facebook groups, and some of them are, you know, as active as ours. I won't say that they're not, but a lot of them are very condescending as well. And I and the one thing I am most proud of with the Facebook group is the fact that you get on there and. Yeah, somebody might throw a rib at you, but nobody's ever being condescending. I mean, trolling is a is a form of compliment and flattery. Oh yeah, it's just having fun. I mean, at least at least the way our group does it. Now it's not it's not bullying, and there's not, I don't think there's internet bullying unless maybe Ryan. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've been on a lot of podcast pages too, where the hosts don't even like interact at all, and. I mean, I, granted, I've been gone for like the last month off there to avoid notification spamming. I, I'm back and active now, so, but you guys, I mean, as hosts always been, I mean, before I very first came on, that's what drew me to most of the show is just how open-minded y'all were to new ideas and just open-minded to hearing out the listeners. And I mean, besides the quality of the content that y'all were bringing every week, I just, I mean, the way you got, you guys were good to your fans, you appreciated your listeners, and it, it fucking showed, and I, I think that's really something that's probably gone the furthest in, in terms of growing this, you know, little family we got here. We just, you know, we show the love back to everybody. Yeah, it's definitely family. Um, if, if I'm gonna say anything to the posse, realistically, like, when I started this, um, you know, I, I had big hopes for it, but at the same time, like, uh, it wouldn't have been really out of question for me to fold this up after 25 episodes, 30 episodes, and just walk away from it if I wasn't getting that feedback from the people. If I didn't hear that you just wanted to hear my opinion on the dumb shit that I gotta say. Like, I, so much different. Sorry to cut you off. No, it really does. Like, I mean, when you just get a little bit of feedback, you know, even if it's just correcting, me on something that I got wrong, like, you know, on a vintage deck or a legacy deck or something like that, just the fact that they're like, okay, normally you get this right, but, um, hey, this is one part you missed, like, 
you can tell it's constructive, and it's not. And it's like you you guys have taken as much of a part in making this show as good as it can be as I have. And I mean, we're here now because of you, not because I'm just hard headed and keep wanting to put one of these out every week. It's because I will of you say guys. That I think that you, Angelo, have done more than anyone. <laughs> you, uh, this is your baby. Uh, it goes without saying. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is. But, well, it's, but it's I mean, you know, I still want to say it, though. I mean, it's yeah. Your, your thank you very drive much. Drive and motivation towards this is incredible. I mean, I wanted to do this for two years before we actually started. So, Damn. And I, I do. I, I no lie. I spent a good eight months convincing Will to do this. It's true. Like it's that's true. no bullshit. It was not a. It was not a. All right. Well, let's do it right away. You know. Will, I mean, Will does not commit easily. I mean, the guy's a, a eligible. You know, he's a suitable bachelor. You gotta. I'm not. I'm not. Well, uh, Will, see, we think you are. You need wooed. You gotta be wooed. You gotta. You gotta I do. The guy. I do like to be wooed. Don't get me wrong, but I you gotta take him out on the trails and with a bachelor. Realistically, I don't think this ever would have gotten started if it wasn't for Will. And if it wasn't for the fact that me and he decided that he was going to come work with me one fall. And we're sitting there talking at work every day. It's coming to these crazy magic conversations. It's true. And it's just yeah. like, why it's the hell don't we record this shit? Yeah, if it weren't for Will, I probably wouldn't have listened after the first couple episodes. Just the energy, uh, the character. All right, now I feel like my balls are being warm. And, and, Angelo, <laughs> Angelo brings the Angelo's got the sultry, seductive thing down. But uh, <laughs> sounds like I just smoked a pack and a half of cigarettes. <laughs> Thanks, Eddie. <laughs> no, you, you got that now, but you you know you bring you bring um, you know kind of the guidance and, and lead the cast. And uh, Will was always just like just this energy to bounce off you. It was always just a good vibe listening. Wow. So. Yeah, he was the color man and I was the straight man. I mean, that's that was the way it was set up from the start. But again, like to the posse, I want to get back to addressing them. Um, thank you, and I hope that the next hundred episodes uh, do go as at least to the quality that you expect, and if not better. Like I expect to blow you guys away over the next few years, and I'll explain why in a little bit. But right now, I got a little snippet to throw in here, so uh, listen to these guys. Hello, and welcome to Direct Damage Cast. Oh, but wait, this is not Direct Damage Cast. It isn't. This is the 100th episode of Pit Imps. Yes. Yay! With three of my favorite fuckers in the world, Angelo, Will, and Ryan. Assholes. And Megan in the background listening. Hi, Megan. Hi, Boo Bear. Hi, Boo Bear. We just wanted to tell you guys how amazing it is that you hit episode 100 and that you actually did in episode 100. Yes. Some people don't do the episode 100. No. And then they make jokes about not doing a 100. And still never give us a fucking 100. And anyway, anyway. Digress. I'm okay. I think it's great that y'all hit 100. I can't wait to see episode 200 come out. Way down the line. Uh, I know you guys are having some big changes go on right now. And I'm really interested to see what those are. And I want to wish all of you luck in the future. Yes, the best of luck. And again, congratulations. Congratulations. And thank you, Angela, for sitting in on this podcast for Yay! a couple weeks. <laughs> and we hope your hand gets a lot better. Yes. And play hard. 
See there. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, I believe that was the direct damage cast. It has, hasn't actually been edited into the podcast yet, so I don't necessarily know. But I think it was them, and I, I have to thank them for sending that snippet in. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, I love you guys. But we got some questions here. <laughs> Huzzah! Can I, can I say thank you, Calvin and Casey? Thank you, you guys. Absolutely can. I mean, I yeah, was, much love y'all are family. Yins are always going to be family, and yes, I just use the Pittsburghies of that. Because, you know, Yins brought me on to be the host when Calvin got sick, and to me that was a serious long. compliment. Right. And you did a good job too, man. You did a, you, you did a good job. I like, I like the vibe you and Casey had. That was cool. Yeah, we ended up talking about cats half the time though. It was like, yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about cats. <laughs> I tried to keep it on, you know, magic, but it, it just. If it weren't for cats, we wouldn't have an internet. So, I mean, their contribution to society is undeniable. I feel you on that. Um, so I'm going to move straight to Nathan Baines' questions. Um, he sent quite a few of them into us. Each one of awesome. us. Awesome. Yeah, each one of us has our own little section of questions, and then he has one question for all of us. So who wants to answer their questions first? Uh, I guess I guess I will. Okay. If we do alphabetical. Sure. Sounds right. <laughs> um, will, have you ever thought about writing a book about the time you spend in the woods? Yeah, I, I have actually, and um, you know it's actually a pretty saturated market at this point in time. So, you know, and it's and it's also really tough too because a lot of the experiences that happen out there are just like so fleeting and so uh, you know short-lived, hard to explain. But uh, yeah, I would. Li- I mean, I would like to to feel I could put that to paper. It's definitely going to happen at some point for sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, I will say I've never read a book about someone out in the trails that had their mouth in a horse, and you, you got some stories. Yeah, I yeah. feel like if you live that life, it would be like living normal life, you know, over a three, four-month period where, yeah, something happened every day, but realistically, if you're not writing it as you do it, you're just going to forget the random things that yeah. really make it fun and good, the things you appreciate when you're out there that you don't notice when you think back. Yeah. That's that's pretty correct. You know, it's it's hard to to really capture the the mood and the you know just the joy of being that in, in that kind of state. But uh, you know, one day whenever I feel like I have enough to say, I would like to put pen to paper. There's a thought. Next time you head into the woods, um, take a little recorder with you, maybe, and you can do like a digital diary each day. Well, I mean, I think if I was going to do anything, it would be a, a, a kind of a, a compilation of all of my hikes. You know, of all yeah. the different times and just. You know, what makes everyone good? I feel you on that. Um, so, uh, next question, bad dinner. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Favorite meal to cook? Ooh. Oh, Jesus. Um, I, my favorite meal to cook is, uh, it's nice and simple, but it's super hearty. It's a pesto gorgonzola cream sauce. Uh, you just start with heavy cream, add, um, roughly Three ounces blue or a gorgonzola or blue cheese for every eight ounces of cream, and uh, add pesto to taste. Serve preferably with tortellini, uh, and it's it's just the hardiest thing you can have without meat. So it's wrong. Well, I mean, you could throw a little pancetta or some bacon in there too. To there you go. If you throw some bacon or some pancetta, but, uh, I'm all. I, I mean, it's it's you know, it's a it's an Italian style cream sauce that is just the the most flavor you can get in a in a spoon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, let's see. The next question for you is, how much weight do you normally lose while you're out and in the woods? I guess it depends on how fat I got first, but, uh, 
I've I've lost as many as seventy pounds in a summer and as few as thirty. Jesus. I remember the seventy pounds. <laughs> yeah, dude, I went out there like fifty and I well I, I didn't have any money. I ran out I, I hiked without money for like eight hundred miles. So, you know, I came back like hundred and seventy pounds and I mean I'm, that doesn't look right on me. <laughs> you came back small. I remember I was like, Holy shit, what happened to you? Yeah, I know. Man. <laughs> I mean it didn't take long to pack it back on. But. No, and um your last question that he asked for you is, uh, what is your favorite mixed drink? Oof. Um, it's a Long Island iced tea. <laughs> I, 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 almost, I almost thought mojito for a second because I really like a mojito, but Long Island iced tea, hands down. I can, uh, I can verify this. Um, <laughs> went to estates, and this was many years back, in the Philly area. It was actually uh, Westchester. Oh yeah, they, well, they had states. Like, they had states back then. Like states was a lot better back then. States, states actually has been around for a long time. It used to be wizard supported. Yeah, but we went to this one. It was wizard huh. supported. It was only one of them. Right. Oh my god, that was a fucking night. <laughs> yeah, it was, and we kept winning free drinks because like every time you bought a drink, you would pop a balloon at the hotel, and we're like, okay, so like we're popping balloons, and every time we'd get a free drink, we'll be like, let me get that. And every time, because the lady said it didn't matter what liquor I used, it's a free drink. So he'd get this top shelf liquor, fucking, <laughs> and it's no wonder you ended up sleeping underneath a dumpster that night. I did, I did sleep behind a dumpster that night. Uh, you and my former roommate Steve slept in the car. <laughs> so the question is, how well did you play the next day? Like shit. Like you slept behind a dumpster? Yeah. I, I, like, lost a Merfolk mirror match, and, and uh, I lost a Merfolk versus five-color control match, which was my best matchup. Oh, it was, it was bad. Yeah, it really was. But we all had a good time. Yeah, a great time. Was Merfolk a standard deck at one point? Yeah, it was the um, uh, Lorwyn block. This was Lorwyn Shadowmoor block. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's when, you know, Merrill Regeray and Silvergill Adept and uh, Wonderwine Hub were all standard cards. Right, right. Ryan, we're going to read about half of these. Uh, a couple of them at the bottom. I'm just, I, yeah, I don't, I don't need them on this show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're very, like, explainable once you see. Anyway, uh, if you want yours next, we'll give them to you. Um, these are, he calls them the fun ones. And uh, the first question is, how did is you get from, in? Who is this from? This again? is from Nathan, Nathan Bain. Nathan Bain. All this right. was our 100th posse member. He's oh, the really? one that got the care package, yeah. So he, that's why he's number one on the list tonight. Uh, how did you get into swinging? Oh, man. It's just always, uh, I don't, really, man, that, that's, that's like, that's like really kind of personal. I don't. Right. <laughs> you have crossed the personal line many times before in the cast. I mean, I have, I'm I have. Saying, I'm not it, saying that you have to, but. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, because it wasn't anything like you come to. Like, it's not like a random decision or anything. It's kind of, it's... I'll tell you what. I know, I work with somebody who actually, like, helps run a swingers club. Um, and I can explain how he got into it, and you can tell me if it was similar. Um, what he said to me on how he got into it was he found the right girl. The two of them, just because, you know, they had been with so many people over the years, they did not want their relationship to get stale. So they decided that they wouldn't be jealous, just in general. They both have that type of uh, mentality. And yeah, they went ahead and they was like, look, we love each other, and but we can go just find a wet hole or, you know, a long shaft to work. 
that doesn't have anything to do with love. And that's kind of how they got into it. Um, sounds similar to your experience? Yeah, I'm just like, it's like a lifestyle. You know, it's hard to explain. It's not, it's, it's not something you, it's not like a half-hearted kind of thing, like you're, where you're like, oh, I'll give this a try or something. It's, uh, I don't know. It's, Dude, I gotta give you credit. You gotta be real confident in yourself to be able to do that. Which leads me to the next question. How did you get so much swagger? <laughs> just a G, man. I'm just a G. <laughs> there you go. What is your favorite musical album? Man, Tupac All Eyes on Me, uh, Master P, Ghetto D. Fuck. Oh, that, that Ghetto Dope was good. That was, that, that changed music for me, man. Ghetto D was insane. That whole album to this day. It's just, it's heavy, man. You could, you could still beat that shit. It's not the most, like, lyrically profound or anything, but back at the time, I don't know, I thought what Master P and No Limit were doing was just, you know. Yeah, I, I got into the No Limit for a bit, um, especially when Mystical was part of the clique. I really liked that dude, and then, like, when he got arrested, I just, like, disappeared from No Limit. No Limit kind of got played out, though, after a while. Yeah, yeah, Ghetto D, Ghetto D is the only album I, I liked from that shit, like, I don't know, man. Um, that's such a fucking tough question. I'm a huge, I'm a huge Dave Matthews fan. Like I've been to more Dave concerts than I can count. Like I feel you. No, I mean, I, dude, I can so see that out. Dave Matthews drummer is fantastic. I can Amazing. see the best drummers of of the modern era. You know, especially what he's doing. Yeah, and and fucking Tinsley on the violin. They're all crazy, man. Um, Stefan's an awesome bassist. They're, Dude, I'm a huge Dave fan. I probably, uh, man, live in Central Park. That's a, that's a fucking awesome album. I'd probably have to go with that. Sweet, sweet. Okay. Um, that's it for you. Uh, my questions, uh, favorite brand of cigars. I don't really have one. I jump around a lot. I usually like a Robusto. Um, but if I had to pick a favorite brand of cigar because I smoke it the most, it would be black and mild, wood tipped, just because. Ah, that's not a cigar. I can go buy them for four dollars a pack, you know. Like that's my walk around town's uh, cigar. It's not necessarily my favorite one. Um, it's probably, I don't know. Like I've been smoking on these robustos. I forget the brand to them, to be honest. Like I, I really enjoy them. Um, it's it's kind of weird. Like I don't really have an answer for that. Um, my favorite alcohol, rather than wild turkey. Um, well, I don't drink alcohol usually. Uh, and when I say alcohol, I mean like alcohol, alcohol, like turkey, uh, cracking, fucking like that type of shit. I'm not really big into that. I drink my turkey and then I drink my beer. I'm, I'm really just. Cracking is the shit though. I don't like cracking. Cracking and hot chocolate. I do not like Ooh, cracking. I've not tried it. Really? Will, really? Oh, it's good. I can I mean, see that being good. Kraken uh, is a real nice caramel that flavor. La- that Lando Lakes white chocolate, hot chocolate. Oh man, it's good. Okay, I'll have to try it. I know, like yeah. this time. Also, can I can I pipe in on cigars? My, sure. Go ahead. My fa- my favorite brand is Punch, specifically the Corona. Yeah. And I, I also like the Ashton Cigarello box. I think those are very nice. What do you make of acid? Uh, you know, I've never had one. I I always just thought they were too gimmicky. Yeah, kind of. I, I a couple of them are good. I can't think of offhand. There's one or two that that are pretty decent. You know what? I will say when I was smoking pot a lot, I loved 
And it had nothing to do with, like, unrolling them and rolling them back up in pot, although I did that quite a lot. I smoked a lot of Backwoods back in the day. Oh, Backwoods are very good. Yeah, so I, if I had to say favorite brand, I'd probably go with Backwoods or what's it called. But um I would say my favorite alcohol other than Wild Turkey is, like, a good, strong Bach or a double block, like, I'm I'm real big on the double box. I, I love those. I like deep, strong porters and stouts, and, yeah, I like... Not an IPA flavors. No, I like Lots real rich, uh, charcoal-esque type flavors. I, I want to taste, like, um, I had a beer one time, it was like burnt barrel. It came from, a bur- they aged it in a bourbon barrel. Yeah. And the chocolatey flavors that came through on that was so fucking amazing. It was unreal. Uh, but yeah, I mean, more or less, it's just, I like dark beers. Um, favorite music album? I am the wrong person to ask about that because I listen to literally everything. Man, I can't believe I didn't get favorite music album. I know. Um, well, you're just so interesting. Uh, <laughs> like these, that's like a generic question. Um, but if I had to say, like, I, there's no real album that I sit down and listen to from the beginning to end. I find the songs that I like, and literally this can go from any genre of hardcore rap to <laughs> classical music to fucking storyteller music. I mean, if I need something, though, to get me pumped up for, like, a card tournament, and Will will attest to this, like – um Ronnie James Dio. <laughs> I listened to Ronnie James Dio before every Magic tournament. Like a stranger. <laughs> so sometimes there's those just those CDs though that flow so well, like like Incubus, um, like Make Yourself. That whole album you can listen to from beginning to end without skipping around. Just yeah, but over the years the- there's been a bunch of them like that. Like real easily, I could say you know, um, All Eyes on Me from Tupac. But that was during yeah. a very specific era of my yeah. life where I don't go back and listen to that from beginning to end. For a while, I could have said Flogging Molly, um, any of those baggers. Uh, Sergeant Pepper, Lonely Hearts Club Band, um, album, I could listen to that. Hooray for Boobies, I could say that. that were, there was a point in my life where I could listen to that. What's the Ray for Boobies? It's a Bloodhound Gang uh, song where the CD is actually a kit, and the thing that holds the CD was the nipple. I uh, I really liked One Fierce Beer Coaster. I thought that was a great album. Right. Also, Bloodhound Gang. Uh, and they, the, my last question is, will we ever get to hear your great rap skills? Um, look, I gave that up a long time ago. Um, <laughs> probably not. you got to get me really drunk for me to start. Real speaking. drunk. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> you yeah. got to be out there somewhere doing it, like... Not you gotta be out. You gotta get out. We gotta get, find you and put, I'm gonna put you on SoundCloud. I, you know, SoundCloud's real good. I don't know if I'm on there or not. Um, you can look it up. It's, I, I rapped under the name Deranged. I put out like four albums. Um, it wasn't quite in the day of the crazy internet webs. So I don't know if it's out there, out there. I was probably between 22 and 25 when I was doing that. And you know, I'm 33. Oh, was that the mid 80s? No, no, I'm 33 now. Um, it was like 2000. Four to 2000, like, or no, like 2002 or three to like 2006. That's when I really did it. And I kind of got out of it because like, all right, the reason I got out of it realistically is fucking, uh, the guy who did the white rap, rappers are corny. No, no, we was actually good. Like I, I did a lot of like big shows. Um, but actually open for mystical anyway. Uh, the guy that I, that was recording my shit and he had the studio set up in his house, um, he got robbed, and it was like the third time he had gotten robbed, and he had had enough of it, so he packed his shit up and left. 
and I was just like left in the dark. And then after a couple of years of not putting pen to paper, I just kind of quit doing this. So that's just how it is. Um, and our last question is, uh, have we tried pickled cauliflower? That's some good stuff. Um, I've had tri- pickled cauliflower because I drink beer. So yes. And I like it. <laughs> I don't I, fuck uh, with cauliflower. And uh, cauliflower is good. I, I can't practically a vegetarian and can't say and, I, uh, have, uh, have pickled cauliflower. Oh, you've never had like the hot cauliflower? That's pickled cauliflower. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, like uh, like from Bellevue and shit. Like I don't even know if I've had that, man. I don't. Oh, it's not bad, man. When you're sitting there drinking a good beer, I like cauliflower. I feel you, uh, because like the cauliflower, like a lot of the pickled stuff. The problem with the pickled shit is it doesn't retain the crunch. Cauliflower is so stocky and so hard that like you get that fucking, you know, when you initially bite in, you get that flavor. But then you don't get, but then you still get that crunch behind it. And with a lot of the other things that get pickled, like, it just loses that. So, no, I actually really enjoy that. I mean, they're a lot better than pickled eggs. I don't know if that means anything to anybody. Beat pickled eggs. Pickled eggs. Mm-hmm. Now, our next set of questions is going to come from, I believe this is one of your co-hosts, Ryan. Uh-oh. Uh, this is from Ruben. And what he wants to know is... uh what impact does the posse, and this is for all of us, what impact does the posse have in your life? How much angst and joy do us retards bring on to you? Um, I love you guys. And, yeah, you impact my life because if it wasn't for, like, Corey flipping out Wednesday night going, where the fuck is my show? I, I might not have the motivation to edit this every week on time. And, um, and let's be fair. You guys aren't retards. You're mental deficients. Okay. Way to be all PC about shit. But that's great. <laughs> I I can say that I get very little angst from the posse itself. The only thing that they give me is support and motivation to continue doing it. Oh, yeah. Exactly. It's all joy. You know, the the idea that every time I pop on Facebook, I have three to 25 notifications from our fucking posse thread. It, yeah. really, it really gives me uh, an immense sense of satisfaction every day. That's my only angst is trying to keep up with the posse notifications. And there's been <laughs> well, times, I mean, you guys you get are more of those than I do. No, we, we've said though, you guys are like family. There has been times where we've had angst over some of y'all. Um, Ruben, you specifically have gone through some issues with your family and stuff. I mean, I won't get too personal here on the cast. Me and Angelo know, and you talk to us and, and other posse members have had stuff come up. We, we have that. You know, we worry about you guys, like, when when shit's going on in your life that's not good or whatever, and, and we do hear about it, and we do care about that shit. So, I mean, there is that. Yeah, that's very angst, true. But I wouldn't describe it as, like, angst so much as... Just concern for you just, guys. Yeah, it's more like concern, so... I mean, no shit, like, like, no lie. I mean, when I run into you guys at the GPs or, you know, any big tournament I go to, like, you know, it's great to meet you guys. You guys, especially... The ones who are constantly conversing with us, whether it's on Facebook or Twitter, like you guys are like fam. You don't even realize it. And I, there's real concern when I hear something's going bad with you. I know, you know, aside from Ruben, there were some others who got a hold of me, you know, in private saying that, you know, this was going on in their life and, you know, they didn't want me to talk about it on the show, but, you know, would like my point of view on it because, you know, I'm older, I guess. I don't know. But no, there's legit concern for you guys. That's the only angst I would have. Yeah, but it's mostly been joy. I, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I still don't know that. I mean, I wouldn't call the concern for others angst. No, no, not at all. And, and you know, when I hear concern. angst, it's like, oh, you know, I'm like, the only show real, my face. Yeah, the only real angst I've had 
over this. All in two years was the raccoon incident. <laughs> yeah, that's the only bit. Um, the rest of it, I mean, like. Let's once, not speak on that. Yeah, once every ten episodes, I'll get like. Uh, oh, the raccoon incident. Yeah. <laughs> once every ten episodes, I will get an email that is not uh, flattery or very flattering at all. It's usually well, it, it can be described as hate mail. And you know what? I dismiss those so fast, and I don't consider those people posses. So no, y'all guys don't cause a shit. He has one more question for us, and this is a good one. If WotC said they will make an exception for us and put us in any premiere event we wanted to be in, what event would each of us want to play in? Pro Tour, Worlds, blah, 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 blah. Pro Tour? Pro Tour, anything. Not Worlds? I thought you'd be for sure Worlds. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Worlds, but Worlds is a team event, you know, and... and, and no, 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 there's no, 24 no. players, man. Well, no, there's I mean... There's the World I, Cup and then the World Championships, so... Well, I'm sorry. Well, I, I, I'm, for, you know, forgetting what happens now. You know, it's old school for me, but... No, Pro I'm Tour, too. I, I, Pro, we just figured it out myself. Pro Tour is, has been my goal since I learned that it existed watching ESPN. I feel you, know? you on that. I feel you on that. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick one, like... My normal, my, my cop-out answer would be a Pro Tour flat out, but over the past two years, like me becoming a part of the community, um, Magic Cup. I, I would really like to be a part of the Community Cup. Oh, baby, that's a good one, too. Um, I mean, that's that's a, that's a probably our best shot, right? I mean, realistically. Start that Twitter storm now. Um, that's something that, you know, I, I never wanted to get out there and really start that, but since this question was asked, like, no shit, like, that would be an honor if the community voted for me to get into the community. Dude, Jesus, that's a serious honor, too. That's yeah. like, I mean, Pro Tour is very self-serving, but the Community Cup is, that's because people want you there. Right, right. Yeah. And I would, probably wouldn't deserve it, but, um, nah, I, I, that would be my, the one that I would definitely want to play in. I would like, love to be a representative of the community. Oh, shit. Wow. That surprises me that you picked that. Well, not entirely, but I, I was thinking Worlds. That's what I would do, Worlds, man. Not the World Cup, but uh, Worlds is the 24 best players. Like, yeah. your odds are really but I'm good. Not, but make. I'm not the 20, one of the 24 best players, though. Yeah, but you're guaranteed a nice paycheck from that. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> and every so that, match that much, you win is, is a pro point. There are two much, pro points. That much more reason I shouldn't get the exemption to go there. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just me. You know, I mean, like, but pro tour, pro tour is a very special thing. I got to attend Memphis Worlds 2008, and uh, just being there in the building was extremely uh, impactful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So yeah. Our next questions, uh, these ones come to us from, and this could go very badly. Uh, so obviously these come from the German superstar, uh, or the German jailmate, or what do you call him? Well, Sitz German? No, no, he, no, he spent some time in Germany. What happened is his uncle, Ta- uncle Terry, who looks like Heir of the Wilds with a strange mustache. That's so awesome. In his basement, and... He escaped Uncle Terry's basement recently and joined us from a Walmart parking lot from his Astro van, which has the hood of a Trans Am. That can't. Be. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, these ones come from Sid, and uh, it it goes as such. Oh, no, 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 but, but but Uncle Terry implanted German robot parts into him while he was okay. held captive. So sometimes the robot takes over and 
it's right now it's a battle for Sid's humanity going on. The robot's trying to take over, and we're we're praying for him. I mean, we really hope. You should out. you should get some Honda robot parts. Those things are pretty legit. Oh, the Germans got really good engineers, so we're hoping if it does take over. I'm sorry, man. I take my Japanese engineers any day of the week. I'm sorry. They do They do make long-lasting parts. This is true. Oh, my God. Okay, so here's his email. <laughs> um, what's up, Posse? Just to let you know ahead of time, I got really fucking drunk before I wrote this email, so you would better understand it in your current inebriated condition. I appreciate that, Sid. Thank you. Yeah, um, I'm reading this verbatim, so where it doesn't make sense, it's because he's drunk. Um, congratulations on reaching episode number 100. You guys have always been my favorite Magic Gathering podcast and always will be. You are all the fucking shit. So have a drink on me, you motherfuckers. I will sit. Heard, have a drink. Right. Sit for the Cheers. Sid man. Cheers. Ah, drink a turkey for the Sid man. Okay, first question. Angelo, since Ryan is a fucking douchebag and deleted our cool segment where you talk about Tommy Dreamer on Cast from Exile, I'm getting to Wait, Dreamer. let me address this. I'm almost <laughs> positive if I go back and replay the cast, I'm going to hear you talk about Tommy Dreamer. If I did delete this, I'm going to go to the unedited version of, I believe it was episode three you were on. That's what he and, says. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm going to fucking pull this segment up where you, where you do talk about Tommy Dreamer and I'll put it in the next episode because this is bullshit. I don't believe I edited this out. I don't know what the fuck y'all are talking about. Dude, he was the innovator of violence, man. Okay. Let me continue on. Um, please tell us why Tommy Dreamer is a badass American man is basically the opposite <laughs> of fucking douchebags like Ryan. Eula McGillicuddy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, no, it's because he's the innovator of violence. Um, look, I grew up in Western PA and when, you know, you don't have much money like I didn't growing up and realistically still don't, but love a sport like wrestling, the WWE, even when they come to Pittsburgh, that was out of reach, but I could go check out an ECW event in my hometown. It's true at the Golden Dome. They had some serious brawls at the Golden Dome. They played at the Beaver Falls fucking middle school. Holy shit, that's a good fucking wrestling arena. Yeah, Rob, you've been in the middle school, like, okay. Yeah, dude, the fucking courts where you you walk in and the court is like 30 feet below you and there's bleachers above and below you. It's a great place. And there's one spot. It's about, like, you walk in and it's just a court in front of you, but it's down underground like 30 feet. Okay, but there's a entryway to uh, the locker rooms and shit. Okay, so on top this entryway, there's like four rows of seats, but this entryway with the guardrail is probably 15 feet in the air. I watched RVD do a fucking backflip off of this onto fucking New Jack. Dude, <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't New Jack jumping, man. That guy fucking jumped off everything. ECW, yeah. those guys bought into the fucking program, man. Right. So but there's Tommy amateur wrestling. Man. Yeah, yeah. So ama- amateur wrestling, you're saying is fun. so I should check no, it out. No, ECW because... was an amateur. ECW was well, yeah, a professional it was event. Like, Paul well, Heyman's actually working for WWE now. But I mean, there's amateur wrestling here about a mile from me every Thursday. Those guys, those five, guys uh, wrestle harder than the guys on TV. Yeah, I'm so, wondering if that's worth checking out. If me and Megan, like I mean, it's that. worth checking out at least once for sure. Here's the thing: like when you go to a territory wrestling, it's not called amateurs to the guys who do it. Um, it's territory wrestling. The thing is, the way these guys get paid is the further you are down on the card, the less of the uh, ticket sales you get. So the guys up top have earned that spot. You know, they're not, they wasn't pushed to that spot. They've earned it through, you know, putting on a hell of a show. Multiple through getting times. beaten up. 
Right. So when you, like the first couple matches when you show up at, you know, a local territories wrestling, it typically isn't great. But when you get to those last two or three matches of the night, they're usually very memorable because these people are trying to earn that paycheck. They're trying to get called back to be that top card the next week or the, you know, or the next time they put on an event. Yeah, these so, guys aren't making millions of dollars, man. They yeah. Paycheck for them. Do job. They put it all on the line. So I really do like territory wrestling a lot. More yeah. than I like, you know, like, don't get me wrong, I watch WWE because it's on TV every week. But, you know, like the things like Ring of Honor and some of the territories that are floating around, yeah, they're all worth going to if you enjoy wrestling a little bit. If not, then nah. I mean, don't go if you don't like wrestling at all. Um, but if you do, yeah, it's wrestling. Wrestling is a sport that's played in the Olympics, but wrestling is what these guys do. Um, anyway, Will. You have always struck me as a man that is very knowledgeable of the sack. My roommate has a scrotum problem due to an accident uh, when he was a kid. His nut bag is ridiculously long, and he always complains about having problems sitting on it. That's not a problem. He already said that they were too long for him to comfortably wear briefs, so I was wondering what advice you would offer him as a man that knows about nut satchel to what he could do. All right, right, check this out. Hold on, let me finish this. To live a more comfortable life with his extremely long ball bag. As a follow-up scrotal question, why is Ryan's coin purse so diminished and dried up like a Crip Reaper's? All right. I have this is a two-part question, so I will answer the latter part first. Um probably because of overuse would be my guess. As far as your friend's problem, I would like to recommend a brand of uh of strap called Wang Zhang, J I A N G. They import them from Hong Kong, and this is a uh, a very high-quality strap, a jock strap. They they come with leg straps and 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 non-leg straps if you so desire. Uh it comfortably seats your your satchel directly below, you know, the the, the potatoes stay underneath the meat and the meat is presented nice and well on top. Uh, I would I mean, I'd probably recommend the extra large size for him due to the fact that they're designed for tiny little Asian people, and he seems to have some extra skin down there. But, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go away from the briefs if you have issue with extra skin and gravity pulling on it. You want to assist that as much as possible, right? You want to keep everything nice and tucked in there as, as long as it fits comfortably, mind you. And, uh, and, and, and go from there. Um, I highly recommend the, uh, the Wang Jang, uh, strapless, or it's, it's, it's without the leg straps, uh, jock strap. It is extremely comfortable. Okay. Uh, that was, uh, you know what, dude, you, I've known you a long time and I didn't realize you had quite that. Dude, yes, they were, you know, it started, it started as gifts from my girlfriend and, uh, I mean, I'm wearing one right now. Sweet. Uh, yeah. Ed Fidely, by Hobie, by Dog, Brother Ride. It's gonna take some getting used to, not ha- with not having you as a regular host on my favorite podcast. But at least you still have an avenue to say absurd, dumb shit on a weekly basis. <laughs> True. The posse has learned a lot about you in the past 60 or some other episodes that you've been with us. Mostly that you're very boring and that you never do anything except play magic and go to work and get into the puss puss. So my question for you is how has your life changed since you, the posse, and how has it affected you? I mean, I'm more busy on social networks now, so there's that. Um <laughs> I mean I don't I don't know. I don't I don't really I'm not uh, understanding the question maybe. 
Okay. Uh, how, how, how has the posse affected me? I, I guess. I don't – dude, the, the end of that was not written best. I mean, so my question for you is how has your life changed since you, the posse, and how has it affected you? Since I joined the posse or – Yes, I have no clue, dude. I just read it to you verbatim. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. He's drunk. I mean, I guess we've – I've touched on – I guess we've touched on a lot of this stuff throughout the episode, but – I think so, too. So you want to move on? Yeah, that's cool. Okay. Um, I'm not going to – I'm not going to acknowledge it. I'm not going to acknowledge – I'm not – fuck Sid. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a good thing. Uh, much love to the pit screw in the I love posse. you, Sid. Uh, he finishes off with much love to the pit screw and the old posse. I'll write you motherfuckers back come episode 200. Already setting lofty goals for us, I see, Sid. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow night, Sid. Hopefully you're not recording from the alley behind the bar again, and we'll work it out. <laughs> okay, so right now um, I should have a little snippet uh, that you guys are going to get to hear from the Heavy Meta crew. Shout out to the Pittance episode one. Wait, but that's your guys' because I already did one, right? Oh, did you do one, or do you just want to be in this one, too, because you're so cool? Well, let's do it. Shout out to the Pittance episode 100 coming from Heavy Meta. This is Heavy Metal right here because Kevy's not here for some reason. Because Kevy is so badass, he doesn't even give shout outs anymore. Uh, but this is uh, Matty Studios from Heavy Meta, and I just want to say... Congrats, boys. Uh, like we did, reaching 100 is crazy, and the fact that you're still here. Keep going. Keep making awesome shit. I love it. <laughs> David's like, I don't even TSG? know. TSG? Oh, I, I didn't know. I guess we're going in the normal order. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know you David into me. I hope this whole thing makes it. Bro. Oh, it is normally <laughs> David make into it. you. Dude, it's not always going to be better. David into you. <laughs> hey, what do you guys think? I don't really care. Sorry. <laughs> no. Uh, shout out to the Pit Imps. Uh, you guys are awesome. Uh, congrats on making 100. Uh, I hope you make 100 more. Um, yeah, keep it up. Consistency is key. 100 episodes in your pocket is awesome. I have definitely listened to the Pit Imps podcast before, and I'm sure I will be tuning in again in the future. Continue to raise the bar, boys. There Ooh. you go. So, so guys like shares, eat a bunch of dicks. Eat a bunch of Pit Imps. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <Dick>. <laughs> Well, yeah, you can call them whatever you want. I, don't know. I was fully you know, I, I was calling the pit yeah. dicks. I, I didn't mean any of that that uh, shout out. I oh, you were calling them call. dicks, or is you yeah, yeah, that was all plug and filler. You call both fuck, of us dicks. Fuck those guys. I broke that guy's arm. I broke Angelo's arm. I broke his arm. That's how it happened. Oh my god. Oh my. So god. you're the dick. That's the. That's I, the oh yeah, I guess yeah. All right. Well, when you put it like that, Marcel, I guess I'm the dick. We're all dicks. Swords to plowshares, eat me. <laughs> eat me. Eat my baby Gumby. Whoa, that's some, that's a Matrix philosophical that's Matrix shit. right shit. there, man. Oh, man, I'm not ready for this, man. What pill that's do I take? exception right there. What pill do so I take? Marcel, since you're on the call. Okay, thanks, guys. I uh, really appreciate that. Um, and I, I'm going to say it right now. Uh, thanks, TSG, for the kind words. I know that we've said some very... Uh, mean things about you on the show and uh i'm gonna say thank you for being the bigger man and not letting that uh get to you and in the future i will do the same i will not say bad things about you hopefully in the future the two of us can become friends maybe not but the door's been opened uh you took the first step that's cool um thank you tsg just don't steal from us much love uh 
<laughs> Way to be the bigger man. <laughs> so our next I'm question. Just fucking, I'm just happened. fucking around. Yeah, that happened. Fucking around. Anyway, our next uh, thing comes. Ryan, you got your sound machine up. I know you want to play it. I might put it up. Oh, put up. Oh, our, our next okay. thing is going to be coming from Braden Defoe, Mr. Big Tuna. Oh, the Big Tuna. The- yeah, I heard none of that. Cool. Uh, hey guys, congrats on making 100. This is more of a request than a question for episode 100. Um, can you play the whole outro song for the outro? No. No. Um, <laughs> not just the 20 or 30 seconds it is usually. Uh, I think it would be pretty sweet for the 100th milestone. I actually have something else planned for the end of this episode. Um, it's kind of a, a way of saying goodbye for, you know, the period of time we're going to be gone. And that realistically is the only reason I, switched it for this episode uh the effort you guys put into doing this every week is greatly appreciated thank you and go fuck yourself but i guess that's realistically the only way you can end that question huh i'm surprised nobody else did well i got another quick snippet i gotta throw in here uh this one's coming from the brainstorm brewery crew uh thanks marcel and the guys there um here it is welcome to a very special shout out to the Pit Ends Podcast. This is Marcel from Brainstorm Brewery, along with my co-host. I'm Jason. Oh, God damn it. God fuck. <laughs> One more time. All right, Jason, you're going first. Yeah. Because, like, that's what we never actually clarify that before. All right, that's fine. Well, then Marcel should go last. Yeah, but I, I'm the host. So I get to get it off. the train. But uh congratulations on 100 episodes. That's a milestone. It's a lot of hard work, and you guys are a true asset to the community. I'm glad glad you guys made it. Congratulations, guys, and good luck getting this thing edited. <laughs> yeah, congrats. Hopefully you get it done on the first try and don't have four episodes beforehand like us. Don't learn the hard way. Learn from our mistakes. And we've been that along the ride uh, for 100 episodes of Pit Imps. Congratulations, guys. Congrats. Okay, again, thank you very much for, you know, the kind words and everything that you said. Uh, you, you know. Those are legends over there. I man. mean, those are our peoples. Uh, they are our bosses. Fucking legends. Um, we brought you every week by them. It was cool of them to send us that and say those things. Uh, so, I have a list of questions here from a Mr. Colton Delaney, who, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, these will be cool. Um, so, Number one, and there's ten of them. Uh, how I like top tens. I do like top tens. Uh, so should we do a ten to one? No, I think he probably has them in ten to one for us. Okay. So number one, or number ten, however you want to look at it. How and when did you guys start playing Magic? I guess I could start this one. I started playing actually in beta. Um, I happened to have a friend who was a thief and worked at a store where he could get these cards very smart. Uh, KB. Oh, KB Toys. Oh, wow. It no longer exists. Yeah, uh, that's, that's probably reason. Yeah, that sucks, man. I used to love that store. I feel you. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's how I started playing, and it was just something to do while I was stoned, to be honest. And then, you know, I moved on to playing with my little brother. I got him into the game, and that's where I really dove into it. Like, I really wanted to get good at it, and that was probably around the Fallen Empires era. That's why that set still holds a Fallen Empires is I mean, it's actually a lot of fun to play. It was just terribly designed as a consumer product. Yeah, it really was, because you only got, like, seven or eight cards in a pack. Yeah, and the rares were actually the worst cards in the pack every time. Yeah, there was no actual rares. They were uncommon threes or something like that. And 
like there was multiple copies of the same card a lot of time. Like, you know, it wasn't uncommon if you played back then that you'd have 600 copies of him to Torak and wouldn't even think about it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how and when I started. Uh, Will, how and when did you start? Well, I, uh, I started as soon as I was able to. Um, I, I was not really allowed to by my mother, uh, until I was, I don't know, 14, 15 years old. Would have been four, uh, 13, 14, I guess. And I started in my eighth grade drafting class with a couple of guys named Ross Miners and Mike Mulberger, who sold me the cards they didn't want to play with anymore. And I, I mean, I was hooked. I knew that I wanted to play the game for many years before I was able to. So, you know, I, and, you know, I guess this was right around the end of Urza's block and the beginning of Mercadian Mask's block. And what really solidified it, which I alluded to earlier, was watching a pro tour on ESPN2 of Mercadian Mask's block constructed and watching a high tide deck beat a Rebels deck, which just Ooh, was... Uh, no, it wasn't Kai. It wasn't the Kai, Kai, Kai No, it was, okay. uh, it was definitely, it was definitely a European, but, you know, I mean, just like the, you know, I'm, I'm a gamer, you know, I love to pit my, uh, abilities against my opponents in a fair arena, and, uh, Magic really does that. Uh, Ryan, same question to you, sir. Go to when you started, I, I not beat, when you I, came back. I beat the shit out of some nerds and I took their stuff, and in it was some of these Magic cards. So yeah, that was I nice of you. Figured out, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. I'm pretty sure you're a nerd. I'm, I just fucking made all of that up, dude. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I I started real young. Um, like I think I was like fourth, fifth grade, and then I gave up forever because you know that's what happens. And then yeah, everyone like everyone knows the story. I've breaks. Yeah, I've told it a hundred times about getting back into the game or stuff. Interesting fun fact, though, the person that did teach me to play Magic, this is a true story, lived across the street from me in Indianapolis when I was a kid at this age, was uh, Nate Price, who is now the community. Yeah, Nate uh, Price, community manager over at WotC. I remember when he was a grinder in the area. Yeah, yeah, no, I I mean, I... Him and his his brother, John. Yeah, good people. They grew up, man, crazy. I mean... um, yeah, I grew up like poor as shit and stuff, man. Uh, the story's kind of messed up, but yeah, he's, he's, uh, good places, so, yeah. Okay, um, question number two is, uh, and we'll answer this in reverse. Ryan, you can start this. Uh, what was y'all's lives like before Magic? Pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was like a fourth magic. grader going out fucking like nine bitches a night. Ha! <laughs> Whoa. That's why his sack looks like the Crypt Keepers. <laughs> I mean, it's the same except now when, like, we have people over and, like, or dates or whatever, we gotta be like, yeah, these are magic cards when they ask what's on your table. I feel ya. Um, oh. let's see, Will, your turn? Oh, boy. You know, I, uh, I masturbate a lot more. That's for sure. I, uh, I, you know, a lot of my good jacking off time spent, was spent, uh, building decks in my teen youth. Is it the card art? No, I mean, well, I didn't, I mean, I didn't jack off to the cards. I'm saying I lost masturbation time by playing Magic. Ah. But, uh, I mean, really it, it gave me a, a sense of purpose for a long time. Um, my life was that of your basic jock. Like, I, you know, like I smoked pot and I was a bad kid, don't get me wrong, but, like, I was on my way, uh, as, you know, as a young child 
very young being recruited by like major league baseball teams. And I was on my way to a major league baseball career. Um, and you know, it was kind of weird. Like, uh, the drugs ruined that. Don't get me wrong, but really like, that's what my life was before magic. And it just kind of became magic became that outlet. Actually, I mean, I quit playing competitive. Yeah. When I quit doing competitive things like playing baseball and football and basketball and all that, this is how I got my competitive juices. It it, it still is. You know, a lot. I just play magic while getting stoned now. I mean, kind of different. I mean, magic, magic really, you know, I want to get back to it. I mean, it really is a sport, something that, you know, like uh, in Korea, you know, they're, they're huge on esports. So they define sports as something that people care enough about winning to practice heavily to do. And, it, you yeah. know, it's a great replacement when your body doesn't work anymore or you don't have high school sports available to you, whatever. Like it's a chance to, to pit yourself against your opponent. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I still consider sport something else, but at the same time, it, it is a place, an outlet to, for competitive juices, and it's great for that. It's like, mind sport. It, wait, it, 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 it's a different, like, I put Mental it, sport, like chess. It, yeah, which to me, chess is a game. There's a difference between chess a game and a sport. Game, no. Chess isn't a checkers game. Is a game. Chess checkers is not a game. game. Chinese checkers is a game. Fucking yeah, Monopoly. Ch- oh, chess Monopoly. is most certainly not a game. I mean, there's levels of theory and philosophy on chess that look I, being well the, beyond it being a game. Being the dumb jock that I am, like, to me, sport has to have athletic, has to have some athletics in it as well. And this game doesn't. And that's why I consider it a game that doesn't make it any less competitive to me. It doesn't make it any less important. It's just how I define it. And, you know, I can see where both of you guys are coming from, and, and that's cool. I just right, define so it a little different. Yeah, yeah, me and Will it. think you're narrow-minded. You know, I don't disagree with you. Hey, wait, wait, hang on. You're right, Ryan. Right, because that was that was one of the things that I yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again. Say that again. Ryan, <laughs> I totally agree with you. You are one hundred percent right. Angelo is a narrow-minded fuck. Yeah. I, uh, no, no, but yeah, I mean, it's it, you know, it's a very gray area, and it's each individual's you know interpretation of words. It's a limit of language, not a not a, a defining characteristic of what this game means to us. Is it bad I consider magic more of a sport than cheerleading? Does that make me sexist? Well, no, because there's man cheerleaders, too. And there's female magic players. That's true. That's true. Okay, third question. If you had to choose between constructing any legacy deck y'all wanted for free... Oh, my God. ...or banging Jessica album Alba, which one would you choose? Well, okay. Alba. Can, I, can, I, sub, can I sub in M- Mia Jovovich? Sure. Okay. Uh, building High Tide. Okay. <laughs> Um, I went with, uh, Alba. Oh, it's not even a question. Is this seriously uh, even a question? Here's my thing on this question. One, uh, we, I figured you'd answer that way. One, I got my girl. I'm cool. Yep. Um, two, we'll, we'll share Alba. Two, Jessica Alba is going to be literally three minutes of fun, where <laughs> that deck is going to give me just years of fun. So I'm going to have to take a legacy deck. And if I'm going to build any legacy deck I want, um, it wouldn't be high tide. I know that. Um, I know that's me. I mean, sorry, that's, Will. Uh, no, it's cool. I mean, that's my that's my wheelhouse. It would probably be. You guys are disappointing. You can save and buy these decks one card at a time. That other no, option. I can't because I don't make enough money to. Dude, if you really put your mind to a one card at a so time, fun. then I don't get to smoke pot. 
Jessica Alba is literally like three minutes of fun for me. Like, don't get me wrong, it would be fucking glorious, but at the same time... I guess if you only have three minutes. With Jessica Alba, that's, that's where I'm going to last. My old lady, I can I can pound that shit for 45 minutes. I'm used to it, but that's some strange that I ain't used to, and, that, and that's going to take like three minutes. So, I mean, yeah, I'm going to construct the Legacy deck. Um, which one it would be, I have no clue, uh, because it changes lands. Lands or stacks or pox. I, dude, I got to play stacks once. I want a box with it. Sweet. Um, so, next question. How old are you ancient fucks? I'm 33. I am 29. I'm not answering. Ryan, you're 25, 26? Yeah, he's 24, 25, so shit like keeping that. It, I'm keeping this secret. Yeah. Ryan's I'm old enough. Shit. Uh, he, Ryan's so young, his ball shouldn't be quite shriveled up. Uh, okay, so, number five. Uh, what is your favorite combination and style of deck to play? I'm assuming this is constructed. Um, Will? That doesn't necessarily have to be. My, I mean, my my favorite, okay, my favorite limited strategy is... Um, as many colors and as and as much control as possible. Uh, you've got to love what we're doing. You've got to love this current set, then. You know, I I do, but I have all of these hearkenings back to onslaught block morph mechanic, and it makes me sad that there aren't the games within games that there were at that point in time. That being said, there's two more. You know, there's another set to this block, and then, then well, if, I, if you go five color, though, arguably you do get the games within game because they're such. So, a wide variety of things. Yeah, but but that. the problem is is that most of the morphs are either non non utility like non useful in combat or morph of five, and it, it you know it provides predictability, whatever. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love uh, cons block. I think cons block draft is what I wanted um, full set dragons maze Ravnica block to be. Yeah. Uh, but um, you know, my favorite style of constructed deck, I, A, I, I really like Dirtle decks, but my, my absolute favorite magic style possible is, is aggro control. One drop, two drop creature, from turn three on, I'm never tapping out on my main phase. Feel you. Yeah, that's definitely you. All right. What's your I guess, favorite I mean, would it be the same thing as you guys? I mean, I'm like more of the, I mean, like a death and taxes approach, uh, you know, kind of grief your opponent and still be able to get the beads on. Yeah, yeah that, kind of taxes control. is a modern aggro control strategy. Aggro, yeah. aggro. So, so that's what I would I would describe as kind of my favorite thing to play. In limited, I'm very wide open. Uh, I'll play just about any strategy, but I do tend to uh, move towards the big monsters or the fast. Yeah, uh, yeah. I definitely feel you as being a very good embodiment of gruel in, in your yes. style. I mean, you like, yeah, you you have a vast array of tools available to you but you know i think you know from watching you play you're most comfortable when you're yeah when you're taking the initiative whether it be through bigness or fastness yeah i mean realistically when i if if I, i'm at a pro tour or i'm in day two of a gp and i get to draft the deck that i absolutely 100 percent want to draft i am either going to be faster than everyone else or i'm going to be bigger than everyone else yeah. And that's just kind of I'm green. Whereas I want to have more removal than everyone else. Yeah. Um. And if I have to say, like, uh, my constructed style is I'm a mid range control player. I'm the guy who wants to use spot control to control your board while I play bigger things that just go over the top for the win. Uh, why you love junk? Yeah. 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 Exactly yeah. Why I love junk. You know, Angela Lauren is a is a real treat to watch and and the. the tournament I scrubbed out on and got to spectate Angela play, in, in my opinion, the best magic I've seen uh, out of him. 
you know, was was that that door. Yeah, it was so a shame. I was so fucking tired at the end of that. Yeah. I would have. Well, I mean, you didn't you didn't lose because you were tired. You, you lost because the guy fucking ripped the nuts when he had no hand. Yeah, I know. He had no fucking hand. And he went tied hollow scholar. Coast is clear. Fucking Doran Elspeth, and he goes, "Uh, I rip a fetch land, attack you for nine with my plate of GFP'd, and then I top deck a flame javelin." Uh, and, there, and there was a Bogger Ram Gang in there. Somewhere. No, it wasn't a Bogger Ram Gang. It was Avatar. The oh, uh, Kiskin dude. Yeah, the fucking figure of destiny. Yeah, yeah that was it. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it was, it was true, like those it? three cards right off the top one oh, after another. God, he, I mean, he had no hand and, I mean, it, it was bad. Had, so he Denmarked you. He pulled the Denmark on you. Huh? Absolutely did. Like, his <laughs> hand on turn two with Todd Hollow Scholar. Coast was clear. I go Doran turn three, Elspeth thir- turn four, put Doran in the air, swing for eight. It's like, this is my. Guy, guy's facing lethal next turn. Yeah, <laughs> and then he just happens. kills me. Um, Scandinavia happens. It absolutely does. Um, this one, uh, it's not part of Scandinavia. It's on the, it's in the Central European continent. It's, it borders Germany. Uh, this one is, I'm going to apologize ahead of time, uh, just to our women listeners. Um, Uh-oh. because it, you know, hey, these are the questions that the listeners sent in and I'm going to answer them because we're going to answer them. Um, but what's y'all's favorite size of titties on a woman? I used to love them big, uh, I'm not going to lie, and mainly that was because my uh, wife is rather stacked up top, uh, but be- after years and years of playing with the real big ones, I find myself when I'm on poor sites, porn sites looking for the little ones. That's a fair statement. Yep. Uh, Will, what about you? Turkey's I uh, I neglect to comment. Okay, fair. Uh, I'll, 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 I don't even this like This is an kids. easy question for me to answer. This is a really question for me to answer. All fucking kinds. Like, what? I don't, I don't get this. Come on, man. They, they're fucking tits. There's no, they're boobs, man. I, I like all kinds of tits. Um, I mean, realistically, nice. realistically, if you, I mean, if Things you want me nice. to answer this as truthfully as possible, when my uh, ex was pregnant with the children, the pregnant ones were the best ones. Hands down, no questions asked. But <laughs> okay, next up, next question. What's y'all's? Keep saying y'alls. I'm gonna say yins. What's Yin's favorite episode of the Pit Ends? You guys can answer this before me. Uh, the first Pro Tour we did. Hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of prep into that. That was that was whenever I still came to your house and we recorded on one microphone taped to the table, <laughs> and uh, we both had like 12 pages of notes, and it was awesome. It was glorious. Yeah, that was a good one. Then we lifted for like three hours after. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, what about you, bro? Probably Shander the Unplayable, man. I think it was episode 24. I believe it was my first time on the cast. So. Turns out Shandra's not unplayable. Nope, not unplayable. We, we, we figured that out shortly thereafter. We, yeah. we know. We put our foots in our mouth, Will. Yeah. I, I remember setting out a very distinct line where she would be playable, and that turned out to be right, but. Turned out to happen, but. It's like that, I never saw still that coming. That, I never like, saw that coming. Not a four of or anything, or, I mean, She's found a a home, you can argue, I guess, but, yeah. You just got to look at how many of her showed up in top eights of decks, and it's more than zero. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go with the cop-out art uh, uh, question, and that was hot garbage, and that was number one, and it's only because it started this whole thing. Yeah. And And the excitement of episode one was uh, real, like, 
like nervous twitches happening. Like yeah, just like oh, are we doing this right? How's it sound? You know, I, just... I really liked the leaning in over the microphone of the first couple weeks that we did. It was... Yeah, before we realized we could still sit back where we was and it sounded fine. Yeah, <laughs> and it was cool. Yeah. Um, What's y'all's favorite card of all time? Will already alluded that with me. Um, Doran, the Siege Tower, he, that man won me so many tournaments. And, I mean, look, I could say the same one Will's going to say. Yeah. But just for differences, Doran won me a lot of tournaments. And that card, even when I sold, like, all of my paper, you know, that was worth money at the time, I found out recently I have a bunch of cards that are still worth money. Uh, but it's true. Doran just... Holy fuck. Um, Doran just holds that place for me, it's, and it always will. Uh, Ryan, what's your favorite card? Can I just one, one real quick? I, I have a sweet-ass state's top eight Doran that there were, like, several, like less than 2,000 copies printed of. I'm so proud of that card. Yeah, I wish I had that thing out of you. Sell it. Sell it. Oh, man, that's going to go in a frame. Yeah, it's not worth selling. At this point, you just hold on to it and let it become fucking just expensive as hell. Um, yeah. Brian, I don't know, man. That's that's a tough question. I don't. Fuck, man. Thalia's up there. Uh, I don't know. Trastani's been a favorite of mine. There's. I don't know, dude. It's it's tough to say. I'd have to really think about that one. I don't know. Locks it on Smiter. There's there's been a few pet cards that I've really loved. Um, maybe. Ah, uh, fuck. I, I'm drunk right now and I can't think of the name, but it's uh the elemental that makes tokens when they cast spells on your turn. Oh, uh, more, no, more it's a resurgence. Just... Yes. Okay. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Will, go ahead. Oh, all right. Favorite card that I ever got to play in a tournament match was Pernicious Deed. That card gave you so I many. See. Oh my God! You just had control of the game. I, I once activated a pernicious deed in response to a palancron return this guy to my hand trigger with untap my lands trigger on the stack. That was that was pretty impressive. Um, oh, yeah. My favorite card, probably in Magic, uh, that I never actually got to play in a tournament is Fact of Fiction. Um, uh, that's a well designed card. You do love that card. I, I could have guessed that for you. You've talked a lot about that card. Yeah. You know, I, I never once got to cast it in a tournament because I couldn't, I couldn't afford them at the time. Uh, but the ability, I mean, it just, the, the game within a game, uh, the knowledge, uh, I mean, it's, it's truly great. I actually take it back. I did get to cast it in a tournament. Um, but, oh. uh, Pernicious Deed is still definitely the best card ever. Yeah, that's what I figured you was going to say. Yeah. And that's easily my second, so yeah. Um, this one's kind of a deep question. Uh, what's y'all's biggest inspiration in life? My biggest inspiration in life is to uh, build a life with my chosen lady, who right now is Liz and has always been Liz, and be the best man possible for her. Feel you. Ryan, what's your biggest inspiration? I don't know. History, the world, people, man. You know me. I'm a hippie, man. I feel you. Uh, by myself. Love, I, man. Love. Love is my biggest inspiration. I don't. I mean, it's kind of hard to explain. Like I, I. I agree with you again, Ryan. <laughs> I. Fuck. What the? What? Are, what is the world coming to right now? Man, I, like, I. I. I haven't. I haven't. Just to, to be fair, I don't. Can we bro hug right now? I, I don't. Oh, we can definitely bro hug through internet. Bro hug. But uh, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you as a rule. 
I just we don't have the same opinions. Yeah. Uh, but see, my biggest inspiration, realistically, it's just my drive to be better. And like, I know it seems weird, but I I do have an uncanny drive. When I start something, holy shit, do you? Um, I just I push myself to the point that you know normal people won't. Unhealthy. And it's just kind of the way I am. It's the way I'm wired. I don't know if it was growing up, you know, in the steel town with the poor parents and I had to scrap for every dollar I ever got, you know. I mean, that's just, I, I, I use myself for inspiration flat out. Like, cause if I'm not looking out for me, nobody else is. I mean, yeah, I look at things from the past to help guide me. You know, to inspire me, like, you know, like Ryan said, history, like, yeah, I'm big into history and science and shit, and I use those things that I learned there from, you know, past people making mistakes, doing something to push myself forward the correct way, but aside from that, it's myself, um, so yeah, um, and the last question that Colton has for us is, how much has the pittance changed our lives? Holy fuck, I, this question, it, it's changed my life dramatically. How many times are we going to be asked this question in one, like, iteration or another? It's just the way it is, man. When you do questions podcasts, it's the way it is. I know, man. I'm just giving everyone shit. Yeah. I, uh, I feel I feel like I am a respected member of a community and that my opinions matter, and that really means a lot. You know? I, uh, yeah. Man, I, I, I don't. I don't exactly get through life real easy. I have a lot of ups and a lot of downs, and uh, it's always nice to have something really steadfast to come back to, and the imps have, you know, the posse has been that uh, for a long time. I want to copy everything Will just said. Okay, fair enough. I know, like, myself, I've been on all these other podcasts. I mean, like, Dude, you have had a fucking two years, man. My my time alone has changed to, to a dramatic point to where I am just absolutely just swamped with stuff to do and I always find time to do it somehow. Um, but realistically, like it's changed my life for the better. No questions asked. I've gotten to meet so many cool people, but yeah, that's, that's about it. It's changed my life a fucking lot. I don't know how you coach and do this. I don't know how you are able to maintain all your obligations that you do, Angelo. I just feel like you probably never sleep. Well, well, I mean, you know how I am. I'm very uh, time-oriented. I know. Where, like, I, I wake up in the day, in the first thing in the morning, and literally I plan my whole day out. You know, I'm the same way, too, but I just, man, I just, I have so much respect for what you have built this brand into. Hello, Pittance brethren, Ryan and Angelo. This is Coach Gingino, Ginger Ale, saying congratulations on episode 100. I'm here with the Balduvian bear himself, John Celso, which would also like send a congratulatory happy 100 in your direction. Yeah, happy 100, guys. It's great to see you guys get up there as well to the triple digits, as uh, one would say. I hope your future is laced with many sandwiches, uh, many delicious sandwiches, and lots of bacon. Gotta have some bacon on those sandwiches for sure. I'm looking forward to... Yeah, you guys' new format coming up. Sad to see you go, Ryan, but I'm, I'm looking forward to when you come back on, and I, I wish you uh, lots of success with the Cast from Exile podcast that, that you, you have going on with your group over there. Will, I know we haven't, you know, you and I haven't been on the same cast yet, 
But hopefully, uh, this, you know, Angelo character will invite me back on, or both of us back on one day, so we could, uh, get to know each other a little bit better. But great to listen to you. And then there's Old Man Time, Angelo. I mean, uh, <laughs> oh man, my bacon brother. I'm super excited that you got the cast all the way up to this point, and, uh, yeah, all the best. Yeah, it's you, you, the podcast, the family, the posse, everybody. You guys are awesome. Absolutely, definitely. Seems like the cast has always been a bro- a brother to tap and sack. Which kind of, I feel like we've kind of grown um, upward together as far as listenership and improving the cast week by week or attempting to. So I, I really think. I know, it's a kind of a special place in, for, from us over here at Tap and Sack to, to see you guys succeed and, and make it to, make it to 100, 100 strong and just getting better. And also, uh, congratulations to Angelo too for kicking up this season two of Imp's Prison. So, uh, if you need a bearded ginger on there again, you know, you know who to call or tweet at. But, uh, congratulations on, uh, kicking off season two of that. You guys are doing awesome things for the, uh, magic community. And Ryan having his own podcast as well. It's just going to be a dynasty of awesome uh, magic content through all the players' ear holes. So no other casters, friends, players would I have up here in the triple digits with us than you guys. So huge shout out. And uh, see you at 200. We'll beat you there. And we'll always have snow jobs. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I got a little announcement I'm going to make here. Um, This is about the future of the show. Um, I haven't necessarily been quiet about this, uh, but for those of you who don't know, um, I run this show very much like I would run my own business. Um, At some point in time, I do want me talking on a microphone to be how I make a living. Uh, Well, I came into this, and Will can attest to this, with a five-year plan. And, I can't believe we're two years in already. And you know what? After two years, we're actually a little further than I expected because I've already made a little bit of money off of the show. Um, but the first two years was a growth phase. I was just trying to grow it and get it out there to as many people as I possibly could. Um, and now I've reached a point where we're going to try and take this podcast to the next level. Um, and unfortunately, this leads to the biggest reason why Ryan – why I had to ask Ryan to leave. And I am going to be starting in the next couple weeks a GoFundMe account to build an in-house studio where, and this is basically going to be an in-house recording studio if I can get this thing funded. And it's going to be sit down across from each other to record all of these. The sound quality will be better because we won't be going through Skype. And the truth is, Everybody out there listening to this podcast or listening to Magic Podcasts, you listen to shit podcasts. And I know that because of the quality that does come out when you use Skype, and that is the preferred way in the Magic community. Nobody goes into an actual recording studio to record these. Well, I want this cast to be the... I will will be fair. There is a couple of casts that record in person and do the studio thing. and I've never heard any of them with studio quality. Oh, uh, you don't listen to the spike feed then, bro. Okay, they actually go into a true recording Yeah, they're studio. one of the guys on the show is actually the producer for, like, their local news. Sweet, sweet. Oh, well, that's a... That's you a know what? I, I will take back what I said about that cast. That cast is absolutely on level, but I want this cast to be there as well, and I want yeah. this cast to be one of the leaders in that. And 
the unfortunate side effect of that is Ryan can't drive every Tuesday from Champaign, Illinois to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It just can't happen. I wish I could. Um, and then after that, what's going to happen is I will eventually be starting up a Patreon probably in about a year or so. Um, and that what's is Patreon. Patreon is uh, a way that the listeners can donate oh, okay, a certain yeah. amount of money per episode and they can cap it. They can say, look, I'm willing to pay $20 a month tops. So if I put out 10 episodes in a month, it's still capped at $20. They could say, I'm willing to pay $5 an episode, but a cap of 20 bucks. So it yeah. stops at $20 regardless. Um, I'll never ask anybody to put anything more in than you can afford. Like, look, if kicking me back a dollar an episode is taking money away from feeding your children or, you know, paying your rent or your electric bill, for fuck's sake, keep your money. Jesus, keep your money. Uh, right? God damn. But, you know, like, I, for those who can't afford it, I, I would absolutely appreciate it when that time comes. Uh, another quick announcement I'm going to make is I've gotten the templates made up. This coming year, what I'm going to do is I'm going to re-release the white shirt. And the white shirt is really good. I want, yeah. I want yeah. more of them. I wouldn't mind getting another one of those. Yeah, I mean, oh. mine already has stains on it. I feel you. Um, well, what I'm going to do is uh, twice this year I'm going to release a new color. But when, once I release a new color, and it's all going to be colors of the color pie, but every time I release a new color, maybe three times, I don't know, but every time I release a new color, the old ones will still be available. Like, I will re-put the old ones up as well. So, like, if you miss the white, you'll get a chance for the white. But I think the next one I'm going to do is probably going to be green. So you'll be able to pick up the green one. Yeah, and the white one at the same time if you want, you know, if you wanted to. But if you already have the white one and don't want to buy that one, you can go ahead and pick up the green one. And eventually, over the next two years, the whole color pie will be released. So that's kind of the way I look at the next two years of the show to go, the next hundred episodes. I, I hope you guys can get behind this. Um, we'll still be here regardless. I mean, like I said, this was a five-year plan from the get-go, and I'm guaranteeing five years. Uh, but this is the plans for the next two years, and I would very much appreciate any help I can get from anybody with the uh, GoFundMe. The reason I went with them instead of Kickstarter is I don't have to hit the goal. I'm going to set a goal, of course. Um, the goal is going to be, it's going to be lofty. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm hoping to get about 10 Gs. Yeah, that's a good number. Um, and, and that's roughly about $7 from every listener we have. Is it a lot of money? Yeah, and not everybody's going to pay $7. So, you know, if somebody gives me 20 thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, but the reason I went with them is with Kickstarter, if you don't hit that $10,000 goal, you don't get your money. GoFundMe works a little differently. Um, they take a bigger percentage of it than Kickstarter does, but I will still, if, if I only get, you know, a thousand dollars, I can still pull that out and I can start the building process, you know, and we're going to get there one way or another, whether I have, whether you guys can make the donations or I have to bust my ass at work and put in, you know, 18 hours a day. And trust me, I will do it if I you have can do to. it. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much the future of the show over the next two years. I'm looking for bigger, greater things. I have huge plans on a way once the Patreon starts. I'm going to start getting a hold of pros, and I'm going to be offering them a cash payment for coming on the show. 
That's I'm and once that starts, if I can't get the best pros out there, there's something wrong with those people. <laughs> Realistically, like, hey, you know, here's X amount of dollars for half an hour of your time. Like, that's I, I think that's fair for just about anybody. Um, and we're gonna move to the sad part of the show now. Uh, uh, this is where we're, you know, Brian, brother, um, yo, uh, I'm gonna miss you, man. I, I really am. Um. I've, I know I've told you, like, you're more like a brother than me than you'll ever realize. Circumstances are what they are, and, you know, I, I did reach this point where I had to shit or get off the pot, and the home studio is one of those things that I absolutely feel will improve the show. Um, and if you're around, unfortunately, that probably would never happen. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm gonna miss you like you would not believe, bro. Uh, you, you've done so much for this show over the past, year and a half you've been here and I cannot thank you enough for everything you've done. Um, I would like some more retweets out of you, but you know, it's been an honor, man. Yeah, no, <laughs> hey, you're not rid of me, dude. I already told your ass during this little fucking hiatus you got planned. You're making a trip to the Island. So you're coming out to get exiled with us. Absolutely. Short, um, so, cause the yeah, people can't man. go that long without hearing you. Yeah, I just, I, I, I want you to know that, you know, I absolutely appreciate everything you've done for this show, and Thank you. I, I hope to God that you don't take, you know, me asking you to step away hard, and, you know, and I'm I'm so happy that Caster Exile is, is as successful as it is right now, because it really makes me feel like I didn't put you out on an island, even though, you know, it is the island. Um, you know, by yourself and feeling, you know, in a bad spot. Like, I uh, did it. It's emotional because I, I'm so close to y'all. Um, yeah, it's fucking. Don't cry, man. Family, yeah. dude. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I you got cry if you once. <laughs> not, hey, don't be a bitch, on, man. The show notes specifically say, "Don't be a bitch." Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, uh, damn. Well, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's crazy. You got I mean, I do, man, I do. Uh, Ryan, you are extremely responsible for growing the Pittance brand into what it was. Uh, I mean, Angelo's the brainchild or the, the father of it all, but uh, you get you get asses in the seats. And, um, you know, people really like what you have to say, and I understand that a lot of the times I have been in opposition to you, and it has put us uh, in a perceived uh, state of discord. But uh, I sincerely love you, and uh, yeah, I'm very, very glad that you have been as influential to the show as you have been. I uh and brother, brothers need to shit on other brothers' ideas sometimes. That's true, man. You know, you just gotta you gotta get everyone thinking <laughs> right. But uh you know, I, I again I'm I'm extremely happy that your your spin off podcast is in reality not a spin off and <laughs> is uh Well and don't likely. think you're getting away with uh not coming out either. So no, I mean I will gladly come on your show anyway, well, so. for sure. Um you know, I think that you are a pillar of the magic community, and I am greatly honored that we have been able to record the episodes we have together. Thank you. It's been fun. Yeah, and yeah it has been fun. No shit. Um, next year, uh, I know for a fact, you, you better be coming to Pittsburgh. Um, we, yeah, I've actually been talking about that with a few people. There is 
It's modern GP too, I think. I, mean, right? I got it couches, is. I got, it I got beds, man. I got fucking space, man. And we got a place to stay already, so. And we well, are definitely going to. Oh no! I'm saying now we have a place to stay. We got Will's place. Oh, so. good. <laughs> you absolutely do, and we are going. And hopefully by then the studio is built and ready to rock, and we're going to bring you in. And there will be a microphone sitting here absolutely waiting for you. But aside from that, we'll definitely be bringing you in on Skype once in a while, um, especially before the actual studio is built. You know, every you know few episodes or so, absolutely, we're going to have you on. Um, thank you, dude. I mean, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you for everything you've done. I, I, I couldn't have gotten to this point without you. Much love, man. Um Damn, that, that, Look, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, okay, don't, I'm still, I'm still fan, super fan numero uno, so y'all You are still... our first <laughs> fan, right? So, yeah, it's time so to go back to be in the press. This shit ain't going nowhere, I'm, I'm still, I'm about to take over the Facebook page, so y'all fuckers need to make room. <laughs> okay, um, well with that, uh, let's move to shout outs. I'm gonna start with, uh, Mr. Lancey. Holy for sending us shit. all a cigar, like this was cool to have this stogie to sit here and puff on the whole episode. Um, with the guys, same type for all of us. That was very cool to you. I also want to give a shout out to literally any guest we've had on in the past hundred episodes. There's been too many for me to name specifically yeah. by name. <laughs> um, big shout out to Frank for all the knowledge he's brought oh, every time giant he's set. Shout out to Frank Tavern, man. Yeah. That guy is salt of the earth. Yeah, every time a new set comes out and we got all these wonky mechanics, he's right here for us to go over them with us. And, I mean, that's definitely something that he's brought to the show. Big shout-out to Harry Corvasi for being the constantly returning professional who shows up on this show, you know, every 20 episodes or so. Um, I just, I mean, I have nothing but, you know, huge shout-outs to all those people and all the other podcasters who've come on. Every podcast that's asked me to come on their show – it's all been such a huge help, and I, I thank you all very much. Uh, Will, you got any shout-outs? I do, man. Uh, again, I would like to thank Mr. Christopher Lancey uh, as a you – know, he's a resident of Philadelphia, even, and he and – he, you know, I mean, Pittsburgh and Philly – yeah, we got we got history, but uh, I mean, you know, he's I the guy that. that lent me the uh, hit the deck for the eternal. Yeah, I mean he's he's definitely the man. Um, you know, I want to give a shout out to Corey Brown uh, for just being a really good dude on the cast uh, and just a really good dude in the Facebook group. Um, you know, I want to thank Daniel Clay Hall for saying some very nice things about me on the internet. Uh, Colton Delaney, who um, you know gave me some real support when I was having some real fucking trouble in my life man he, he really stood tall for me and i appreciate that um you know uh, all the locals uh the broderick boys um jesse down there at the shop uh, oh man i can't think of your name because i'm not looking at it on facebook but uh, jared the redhead guy yeah man um chad hines he's a he's a really good friend of mine and it, it gives me a lot of honor to hear that he listens to the show uh, anyone else whose name I don't have, who has listened, who has said kind things, who has been there to support or to detract from us when we needed it, I really appreciate all of that. Um, also, just a giant shout-out to uh, my girlfriend and the love of my life, Liz, my cats, Pedro and Mao. You know, I, uh, I mean, I, it, it takes all of them. Giant, giant fucking shout-outs to... Ryan Brommel and Angelo Gonsuo Pellucci. I mean, you fucking guys 
are as cool a men as I could possibly have have understood live on the earth today. Real fucking manly goddamn men. You know, it's uh, it's a big fucking deal. You know, this this started to me as something that I didn't think would ever be real, and we have thousands of people listening every week. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have thousands. Um, the numbers came out today, and I was looking back on them. We have thousands, and that's fucking on all thousands of you that listen to this. Thank you. God damn. Big shout out to every one of you, whether you've ever conversed oh. with me or not. Let me let me get Buttercup and Ryan Tice too. I totally forgot those guys. Oh yeah, the mascot. Fuck. Um, Ryan, brother, shout outs, bro. Fucking A, dude. Shout out to everybody that's given their support to me on the page and personally since the announcement of, of the departure here. No idea what that means to me. Thank you to just everybody in the posse. Thanks for growing this Facebook group into the community and the, and the group it's become. It's fucking giant, man. Um, y'all are awesome. So I could say your name, tons of y'all fuckers, and just go through a list. But, I mean, why don't I? I got the list of them. I, I mean, I could read off everyone from the Facebook page. But oh, damn. Christ. That <laughs> was 200 people there. Please I, I was going to do that just to start pissing you off, but I'll, I, I won't do that. Um Shout out, of course, to um, boobies and ass of all shapes and sizes. Shout out to Will and Angelo, of course, goes without saying. And as everyone on Twitter, everyone on, on the Facebook page, everyone that's been supporting Cast from Exile, all you posse fuckers that want to get on there and tell your stories and stuff, we got people hitting us up, we got people coming on, so get in line. We'll get to you as soon as we can, I promise. Uh, I know a lot of you guys shit to say, and fucking Angelo won't let you come on here to do it. So we got a, we got a, we got an outlet for you guys. All right. So. God damn. He was just like parting shot fucker. Wow. Well, man, hey, I'll tell you what. There's things you'll edit that we won't. That's true. And you know what? I, I, to defend myself, because I have to have this shot to defend myself. Name another podcast that dedicated, short of, you know, a cast like yours, or there's the heavy metal one that does the same thing, but name another cast where the main cast brings on one of their fans ten weeks in a row specifically for them. Yeah, that was awesome. That was one of my favorite series, maybe, since I've been doing this show, that little series we did at ten episodes was fucking awesome, and that's kind of what we're, re- like, you know, recreating over over at Exile, so... Yeah, everyone, all your support, everyone in the group, Will and Angelo, my fucking brothers, uh, Chris, again, for the cigar, you're like the man of the fucking hour tonight, uh, yeah, just the everybody. cigar definitely lasted an hour and a half. Oh, dude, I still got Every, half a stove I, I just, I just. I put mine out and just relit it. Yeah. Uh, so, I still got half a stove, I've been smoking yeah. it proper, real, real slow, like, um, yeah, one puff a minute, man, that's what you do, yeah, so, Ryan, if people want to get a hold of you, and please, you know, this is the last time you're going to get a chance to really put the oh, show on here uh, for a while, <laughs> real, quick, real quick, real quick, real quick, shout out, so shout out to Heavy Meta, Tap and Sack, Brainstorm Brewery, um, Direct Damage Cast, I think I got them all, everyone that sent shit in to us, that took their time, and we appreciate you taking time out of your day to record something special for yeah, us. Shout and, outs to and Nathan, was, 
Nathan Bain, Ruben Alvarado, Braden Defoe, Colton Delaney, man. Definitely thank you for the questions. Yeah, that was awesome. And you can reach me at Brother Ryan, of course, of course, uh, on Twitter, the Facebook page, of course, of course, and uh, Cast from Exile over at MTG Cast. Get at us. Sweet. Uh, well, if people want to get a hold of you, how can they do so? I mean, you know, the best the best way to do that is to uh, get on your Facebook and uh, check out the Pit Imps Podcast Facebook group. Uh, I I am there trolling it every day. I I like a lot of stuff. I I am bad. Will bad dinner abstinent on Facebook. Facebook you are kind of elusive on there. When you pop up, it's like a safari seeing a a lion. Though everyone gets all excited. I, I mean, I definitely I read it. I read it all. I just don't always feel qualified. <laughs> um, you know, I I've, I've been playing some WoW lately because I can't afford to play Magic. So I'm uh, Bad Dinner number fifteen twenty two on Battle.net. Uh, check me out on there. You know. Um, you could always stop by Beaver County, Pennsylvania, and just uh, look for my Subaru as well. <laughs> there you go. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, you can get a hold of me at uh, Gonksuo on Twitter. It's G-A-N-K-S-U-O-U. Oh, baby. Um, it's the exact same on MTGO. I have just been given, basically, my layoff for the year at the end of the week. So Congratulations. Yeah. Um, so there's going to be more time for me to be online, and hopefully that goes well. Um also, you can get a hold of me at pitimpodcast at gmail.com. You can catch me every other week for at least the next 11 weeks on the Imps Prison. Uh, you can catch me, you know, once this is back, and trust me, we're not disappearing. We're just taking a small hiatus, two, three weeks, you know, through the holidays for sure, and then, you know, maybe another week or two after that, and then we'll be back. We'll be doing your tournament reports. It'll be a little different, but until the next time. Hey, fuck yeah, Scandinavia. Man, I wish I had a catchy sign-off phrase, but uh, thank you all very much for listening to these 100 episodes. I know you think you know what I'm going to say, but I'm not. Go fuck yourself. Until we get back, just keep carrying on. Just keep carrying on, man.
show took forever to edit jesus christ anyway for any of you guys who played the uh drinking game i'm sorry i feel you that's one more thank you uh for listening to this thank you for the last 100 uh if for the people who i didn't announce that they were that they had a snippet for us during the show well that was because i didn't quite have it yet even though they told me i was getting one i didn't want to put my foot in my mouth and have more editing to do to take something out but thank you to all of those, Tab and Sack and so forth. Um, have a good one. Go fuck yourself. <laughs>